everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. Derek is on his honeymoon this week, so I'll be flying solo when it comes to recording episodes of Kentucky Daily. But this first one of the week is a big one. Uh, Kentucky has landed Georgia transfer guard Xavier Wheeler, who led the SEC in assist as a sophomore, was a second-team All-SEC selection. It's a big-time addition for the Kentucky basketball program. John Calipari now has two point guards on the roster in Wheeler and in five-star incoming freshman Tata Washington to pair with wing scores and Dante Allen, C.J. Frederick from Iowa, Kellen Grady from Davidson, and then obviously we know now that Damian Collins and Bryce Hopkins will be a part of that incoming class, and Kentucky did sign uh, West Virginia transfer Oscar Sheboy. We now play a waiting game with Keon Brooks uh, to see what happens there. Davion Mint still has a decision to make when it comes to either return to Kentucky or pursue a pro uh, career, whether that be NBA or overseas. He has his name in the draft, testing the process. So a few weeks now, we should have some more decisions coming in. Obviously, the thing that I expect to happen next, honestly, would be something from Keon Brooks. We're now to a point that we can see this Kentucky basketball roster taking shape, and we'll we'll get into that as uh, those those weeks arrive and uh, more storylines come out on that front. But Jeff Goodman of Stadium is going to join us today on Kentucky Daily to discuss Xavier Wheeler and his commitment and transfer to Kentucky. Uh, the Field of 68 podcast, Jeff was hosting that today when Xavier Wheeler actually made his announcement to Kentucky. So I got Jeff on probably about 10 to 15 minutes after he wrapped up that interview with Wheeler to discuss what this means for John Calipari, what it means for Kentucky and what John Calipari is doing right now. How good can Kentucky be? Does he expect them to be a final four contender? I'll let Jeff share that. Obviously Jeff had him, I think at number 11 prior to Wheeler's uh, decision to transfer to Kentucky. I'm not sure where he has them now, uh, but we'll get into all that, how good he thinks Kentucky can be, what he thinks about this roster. And then one big question I have for him as well is, what does this mean for Keon Brooks Jr.? When you see what Kentucky's putting together, I think Keon could be one of the biggest beneficiaries of coming back to Kentucky because it would slide him to that four position where he can play his face-up game alongside these shooters, alongside of Oscar Shibway. Uh So I want to talk to Jeff about that. I'm not going to waste your time anymore. You know, Derek's on his honeymoon, wishing him well this week. We have a huge week at Kentucky Daily. Jeff Goodman is joining us for an episode. Josh Hopkins is joining us for an episode. Jay Billis, Jimmy Dykes. I know you all are excited about the Jimmy Dykes episode because he was the one when Kentucky played at Ole Miss. Uh, I think it was late in the season, March, late February, that Kentucky would have eight new faces on its roster. And, I mean, we're definitely approaching a roster that has a ton of new faces on it. Will this be the final piece uh, Kentucky men's basketball assistant Jay Lucas tweeted out uh, a video or something on Twitter earlier that had a cherry on top. So is Xavier Wheeler the cherry on top? Is that the final piece? And now we wait on Keon Brooks, Davion Mance. But we will get into to all of that. As always, this episode is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub with three locations, one in Pineville, one in Williamsburg, and one in London. You can visit thebutcherspub.com. Or check them out on Facebook. Well, let's go ahead and jump right into that interview with Jeff Goodman of Stadium. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
And now joining us on Kentucky Daily is Jeff Goodman of Stadium. Jeff, how are you? I'm good, Sean. I'm good. We got uh, good weather here in Boston. It's like 70 every week. I feel like I'm in San Diego for a week, so I'm, I'm not complaining. I don't have to go all west and pay San Diego prices, but uh, Boston is pretty nice this week. Well, I, and I don't think Big Blue Nation is complaining today either, Jeff, because it's been a waiting game since the SEC tournament. You know, obviously not in the NCAA tournament for the second straight year. Kentucky fans have kind of just been waiting, seeing what this roster is going to look like. And now it's starting to take shape. And Xavier Wheeler announced his commitment to Kentucky today along with uh, on the field of 68 with you. Just your initial reaction to Kentucky landing uh, a transfer point guard from Georgia. Huge, absolutely huge, because now you've got – you can't rely on a freshman point guard again, right? I mean, it didn't work last year. You cannot do that if you're John Calipari again. It's clearly, we know, the most important position on the court. Um, and, and listen, Devin Askew, you know, some of it was probably unto himself, and some of it was the fact that they didn't surround him with enough. You know, if he had four pros around him, is it different for Devin Askew last year? You know, obviously he had trouble getting by dudes and running the team. But, but again, I think a lot of it was confidence, and I hope Devin does well, um, you know, at, at Texas. And I think it's a really good kid. I loved him in AAU because I thought he played so hard and was so competitive. But Severe has some of the same qualities, like tough, competitive. But what he can do, he, he can run the team. He can run the team. And as you saw earlier today, he's got that personality too, right, that smile, um, that 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 leadership quality. Now he knows he's got to get in the gym and make shots. Yeah. Like that's the biggest thing for him is making people pay and not having defenses go under the screen. You know the the ball screen every single time. Um, but with the wings around him, you, you could see it in his face when he was talking about uh, Kellen Grady and, and C.J. Frederick. Like that is a dream for a kid like him because he is going to push the ball hard. They're going to play fast when he's on the court. And uh, I, I think it was a, a very, very important get for Cal in, in Kentucky. And, Jeff, one thing that everyone kind of brings up, well, I've, I've seen the last couple of weeks uh, since Xavier was kind of trending towards Kentucky, was his, his turnover numbers. But I think Kentucky fans forget that John Wall turned the ball over four times a game during that freshman season at Kentucky, and nobody ever complains about that. But when you have the high assist number, is this a case, Jeff, where you could see that assist number maybe even going up a little bit too with these pieces that he is playing alongside of with the shooters? 100%. 100%. I mean, again, you've got weapons not only in the wing, but the other thing he's going to be able to do is push it and throw lobs, yeah. right, to, to whether it's Oscar, um, you know, whether it's one of the freshmen they have coming in, whoever it is. They've got, they've got a good combination on this team, I think, of, of first of all, youth and experience. The, probably the best that Cal has had, well, definitely since he got to Kentucky, and, and probably dating back to, like, the mid-tier years at Memphis even. But you've also got a great blend of, of skill and athleticism, and they haven't really had that, right? Like, this is the most skilled team he's going to have, maybe too skilled in a way, and you worry about, are they athletic enough, right? Are they? But that's where Wheeler comes in, and, and he's so quick and athletic and can push it. And, and really take it down the throat of the defense. And then you've got guys on the wing who can make the shots, and you've also got bigs down low that not only you can get it to, um, but you can you can lob it to as well. Yeah, and, and at 5'10", he, you know, he's, he's a little bit undersized compared to what John Calipari typically has 
at the point. But, Jeff, when you turn on the tape, the one thing that stands out to me is that burst that he has. He he finishes well for his size. He does a really good job getting two feet in the paint, which is exactly what Kentucky did not do this past season. Yeah, well, again, their their guards couldn't get by anybody. That was part of the problem, right? They, they, they didn't run, uh, and they couldn't get by anybody. And the wings couldn't make shots, right? I mean, like I thought Brandon Boston would be a guy who could make shots. We all did. Like Terrence Clark, um, I didn't think was a guy that was going to be a great shooter. But Brandon Boston, I really felt like was going to be a big, big-time shooter, and he just couldn't make shots last year. So now they're going to have those wings. And, again, the question is, the biggest question now comes down to, like, who starts and who who comes off the bench at this point, which is a good problem to have. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's what I was about to get into next. Uh, so all these pieces, John Calipari went into the spring, Jeff, and I know we tried to press him at the SEC tournament post game to to talk about this off season. He wouldn't budge on it, and then he had his radio show that Monday night, and he talked about how the game has changed. It's not as much about athleticism and length as it was. It's more about shooters and spacing, and he's addressed all that this off season. He he addressed the physicality need in Oscar Sheboy. So so what do you think about the off season that he has put together? It's going to be a completely different roster than what fans are used to seeing. Uh, yeah, and, and a completely different staff as well, right? I mean, you bring in uh, the two Illinois assistants, bring back uh, Orlando Antigua and, and, and add Chin Coleman. And so everything's different. Everything's going to look different. And my big question now, Sean, becomes – does the offense look different? Does the way they run their offense look different? Because I think it needs to. And, and I think if I'm John Calipari, that's the biggest thing that I'm working on in the offseason, right? Who am I talking to? Because he hasn't really changed up the offense much in years. So you have a different, you, you have to adapt to your personnel. And if John Calipari does a good job adapting to his personnel and running an offense that fits the, the, the guys that he has, I think this team can absolutely be a Final Four team. Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you next, too, is Xavier Wheeler was talking about why he chose Kentucky, you know, to win a national championship. And I was just going to ask you, from what they have, obviously we're still waiting on official word from Keon Brooks. Now, he could literally say nothing, Jeff, and show up on campus this summer like the way they used to do. Uh, but what do you think about from top to bottom, how this thing is put together now? It's certainly, when you look at it, it doesn't have that star that Kentucky teams have, but it has a bunch of pieces that it seems like they fit alongside one another. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You're right. They don't have that star, do they? I mean, I guess Todd Ty could be, maybe. He'd be the one guy that you would say, like, his upside is probably higher than everybody else's. But the one thing you have are probably nine, ten guys that are all capable. And, and that'll be good. They can push each other a little bit. You didn't really have that last year. Um, and I think you've got two at every position. And to me, the best teams, you better have two point guards. You better have two guys nowadays that can make plays uh, for themselves and for others and, and look at some of the right top teams this year, you know, Baylor and Gonzaga being two of them. And that's what they had. And Gonzaga is going to do it again next year with Nemhard and, and Hickman. They did it last year with Suggs and Nemhard. And Baylor had Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler. And if you don't have two, First of all, I've always said you need to have three in a way because if somebody gets hurt. But you better have two on the court. That, that Again, I, I just feel like as long as and, – and Severe said this. He went back. Like, listen, give him his credit. He did his homework, right? Like he, he rattled up every single, you know, duo 
that John Calipari has has had out there, whether it was, you know, even going back to Memphis days of, of Derrick Rose and Chris Douglas Roberts, right? And obviously Wall and Bledsoe. Um, but I think Wheeler's got to be a guy who has the ball in his hands most of the time. I, I do. I think he's that good with the ball in his hands. He makes people better. And, again, he's got speed. And you better have speed. If you don't have that now, you've you got to work for every single basket, and that's not something that you want to do these days. Yeah, he even threw out the term servant leadership, so you could tell that he had been talking to John Calipari for sure. Uh, but I think he's a great piece, Jeff. Uh, I know Kentucky fans last week, they were like, why Why are they taking Wheeler? Why aren't they holding out for someone else? Well, here's the thing, like, who who are you holding out for? There's no guarantee, Jeff, that anyone else is going to go in the portal or withdraw. Yeah, I mean, Remy Martin, you know, you might have looked at like a Remy Martin from Arizona State, but he's way more scorer than he is distributor. Yeah. And, and two, I, I think that's the difference. Yeah, and two, you, you got a guy who led a Power 5 conference in assists. You don't do that by accident. That's right. And a bad team. Yeah. He let he let a bad team in assists. So that's kind of even more impressive in a way. And I joked with him at the end, I don't know if you heard it, but I was there for, for a game his freshman season, four games in, when when Georgia played Georgia Tech. And I remember thinking to myself, like, what the hell is Tom Crean doing? Like, why does he have Anthony Edwards playing the point? Like Anthony Edwards is way better playing off the ball as we see right now in the NBA. Give the ball to this kid. I didn't even know who Severe Wheeler was that game. But I was like, man, this kid has a chance to be a really good point guard, and he never did that his freshman year. So I thought it, it stunted what Georgia could have been. Like, I think they could have been decent that, that first year uh, with, with Anthony Edwards if they had just put the ball in Wheeler's hands. Yeah, now John Calipari coming off a 9-16 and season, Jeff, the biggest question is how motivated is he. Certainly it seems like he's motivated the, the few times that we've heard from him. I know we've not talked to him in a media setting at UK since that SEC tournament. I'm sure we'll get one pretty soon. But how, how motivated do you think he is? I know you got here's Nate Oates in the SEC. They're coming. Here's Eric Musselman in Arkansas. They're coming. So he has to be motivated because the league has gotten significantly better. Yeah, you didn't mention like Auburn. Yeah. Auburn's going to be way better this Tennessee. year. Yeah, Tennessee's going to be good again. Uh, Florida, I think, will be decent. So, yeah, I, I think you better be motivated. If you're not motivated and embarrassed by last season, then then it's time. And and, and I don't think it's time for John Calipari. I, I don't think it's even close to time. I think he's got, you know, a good five, ten years left at a high level. And uh, I, I thought it was comical this past year that people were calling for him to, like, be fired or, or, or be done at Kentucky. Like, the dumbest thing ever, fans that, that are like, well – He's not living. He's only won one national title, man. And, and, and what a bad year they had last year. I get it. It was a horrendous year. It was also in a pandemic, right? Like, I don't want to say throw it away because you never throw away a year. But if there was a year to kind of say, hey, make every excuse in the book, it was it was last year. And if you want John Calipari out, as I say all the time, do you want you want to bring back the days of Bully Clyde? Yeah. And I don't call him Billy Clyde. I always just call him Bully Clyde because. That's what he is. Uh, but you, you do not want to, again, I just I just don't think you're going to get anybody uh, who's going to, again, have it at this level for this long. And that's they've been in the mix almost every year. They have that one NIT year with New Orleans when I know people are like, well, they were an NIT team. Even, even if New Orleans had stayed healthy, I, I still think they probably would have been an NIT team that year. But other than that, and last year, 
They've been in the equation every single year. That's hard to do, really hard to do. Um, so, again, be careful what you wish for. Now, a couple of things before we wrap up here. Obviously, I mentioned Keon Brooks earlier and said that there's nothing official there. And I, I would expect if he does return, Jeff, they'll put something out in today's age. So how do you see him? I think that these pieces, John Calipari maybe going to a three-guard lineup, it benefits him the most because it slides him to that face-up four spot, playing alongside Oscar Sheboy, playing with these pieces that space the floor. How much of a jump could he have as a junior if he does indeed come back? Yeah, I mean, he'll be a matchup nightmare at the four. That's what he should be, right? I mean, that, that that's where he's going to be able to take advantage, especially in the offensive end. Um, I think you've just got so many ways you can go. The only thing that scares me, and I don't think Cal will do this, is just don't go too bigs. Yeah. Just don't do it. Nobody wants to see it. Not in this day and age. Don't fall for it. Don't go for too bigs. Play small. That's what everybody does these days, and, and that's what will be more fun, too. Like, nobody wants to see Oscar and another big, you know, clogging up the lane. It doesn't help with the spacing also. So as long as they don't do that, and it's almost like, like I almost feel like, I, I know you had to take Oscar because he's a proven big, yeah. right? He's a proven big, but, you know, and Isaiah Jackson's got to be gone, right? I mean, like 99.9. Has to be. Yeah. You know, I, I actually think these guys are smart, some of them. Like, if you're Isaiah Jackson – What's the benefit in saying you're gone? What's the point? If you get hurt or something like that, knock on wood, like, just wait. Just wait. There's no reason you have to say you're gone today. Like, Mac McClung did it today and said, like, I'm gone. I mean, I guess it's better you told the staff so they know they can move on from you. But it's almost one of those things, if I'm Mac McClung, I'm telling the staff silently and just saying, hey, listen, guys, just so you know, 99%, I'm not coming back. The only way I come back is if I get hurt. I'm not going to put out anything. Um, but, yeah, I, I think getting back to your question, I think Keon Brooks will be valuable because the other part of it is he's been here. Like all these other guys are new, again, right? Like how many returning guys do we have? Not a lot. We've got the transfers. you got a bunch of freshmen coming in again. There's not a lot of holdovers. So the one thing Keon Brooks, and I think it hurt him at the beginning of last year, not being on the court, he was like the one guy that at least knew the lay of the land. And this year it'll be even more impactful. Um, I, I, you know, it's funny. Nobody listened to me last year. I didn't want to put Kentucky in the top 25 at all. And, and I fell for it when Sar got eligible. I fell for it and moved him from 26 to like 11 or 12 or 13, something like that. And I, and I regretted it because the one thing I said was last year, having no summer, was going to crush a team like Kentucky who had nobody back, absolutely nobody. Um, and it did, and it didn't just crush them. It crushed a lot of teams that had a lot of new faces. And this year, hopefully, they'll have the full summer, so this team will have a chance to to be more cohesive, to hang out with each other, to have chemistry, the stuff that last year's team didn't have a chance to do. I mean, they didn't show up till I think right it was it was like July, I think, and and like Duke, Duke didn't show up till like August eighth or something like that. So those teams really got affected, I thought, more last year than ever, where this year, again, throwing a bunch of new guys together, hopefully they'll have a chance to to build that chemistry uh, in the summer. Yeah, and it's hard to believe, too, that Keon Brooks could be going into year three at Kentucky without an NCAA tournament appearance. That's that's even more hard to believe. Uh, Jeff, I really appreciate you taking some time. I always enjoy your work. I'm a big fan of it. 
And uh, the only one. You're the only Kentucky guy that that, that that will openly. You better be careful. You don't want to. You don't want to say it too loud, Joe. <laughs> You're honest, Jeff. That's that's the best. I try thing to there. be. And, and listen, the one thing I'll say is, you know, I, I have some fun uh, on Twitter with Kentucky fans, and I will continue to have some fun uh, and push some buttons. And you know, guys come back at me, and 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 to me, that's part of the beauty of it. Like you can't take your, yourself too seriously in this. What do we do? Yeah. We're covering basketball. Like, give me a break. Like, have some fun. Um, and, again, as long as people – you want to say what you want about me, that's awesome. Like, kill me, criticize me, have fun with me, whatever. Um, just don't don't bring my family into it. That, that, that's, the, that's the only thing I would say. That's the only line that can be crossed for me when somebody brings, like, my daughter, my wife into it. That's it. But be, anything other than that, free reign. Come after me. Have fun, and uh, I love Kentucky fans. I really do. I mean, they're, they're, listen, there's a small percentage out there that does go over the line, but generally, and especially when I meet Kentucky fans in person, awesome. Like, so passionate, uh, so knowledgeable. You, you wish every fan base was like Kentucky fans because they do. They care too much in a way, and, and that's that's a great thing. I mean, I'm here in Boston, and it's you know it's like that with some of the sports here whether it's the Red Sox, whether it's now the Patriots, whatever it is, they're out of their minds. Um, but it's rather have that than a disinterested fan base like a lot of other places. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jeff, hopefully some point this season we'll be in an arena together. I know I didn't get to see you this past season. I look forward to it, though, in the future. Thanks for having me, Sean. Appreciate it, man. Be well. 